0: and as infrequent as he dared to make them the old gentleman being rather miserly and morose than hospitable and social in his habits but full often in years gone by had he heard the history of the place from his father's lips there where the roof was covered with ivy where the smokeless chimneys even were overgrown was the big kitchen unused now where his own grandfather had eaten and smoked and snored with his men None harder worked, and hardly one more untutored than himself. The rats held undisputed sway there now, and even promised to invade the smaller, cosier kitchen, which the landlord had built, together with the bedroom and attic above it, when Jabez, James Mass's uncle, had taken the farm. It must have been very ugly, that excrescence on the house once, the young man thought, But time had toned down its incongruity, and the ivy had long ago overlooked the difference between the old bricks and the new. In that room over the porch, where the lattice windows now stood open, his father and his father's brother had slept as boys. All many a time had he had its position explained to him, and knew, with regard to that same window, how the two beds had stood and that one of the boys had been hard to rouse in the morning, and that the other had risen with the lark. In that very room, too, it was that Jabez Massey a few months ago had died. Poor, lonely old man, with never a willing ear into which to pour tales of his boyhood's days, who, if he had any memories of them, had locked them in his breast and brooded unsociably alone. That big bow window on the other side of the door stood as witness of the only bit of romance which, so far as his nephew knew, had occurred in that barren life. It had been built onto the room, then called the parlour, but which James Massey had now appropriated for his dining-room, to please the fancy of a young woman who had promised to be his uncle's wife. Something had gone wrong in this old love affair. No one knew exactly what the young lady's property was deficient, or Jabez had not shown himself so liberal as was expected, the match was broken off. James Massey did not even know her name, if she still walked the earth, or if she were but dust. He only knew that the bow window was a standing proof that she once existed, the thick stem of the vine trained over the brickwork, a living witness of the years since the romance was new. The garden, lying all in front of the picturesque old house, had a somewhat dreary aspect, as of a place that for years had been neither loved nor cared for. The drive and the wide gravel sweep before the door were grass-grown and neglected. The bowling green, surrounded on three sides by borders, filled with overgrown shrubs and choked with decaying vegetation, was rank and untrimmed. The hedges were wild and straggling, but their present proprietor regarded everything with a lenient eye. The place would put on a different aspect under his care, he knew, and meanwhile every plant and shrub, almost every tree, had been planted by his own kith and kin. He had an affection for them all. Presently he turned his back on the house and looked across the meadow, only divided from the garden by the iron railing against which he leaned. Here in the summer evening the youth of the village still pitched their wickets and laughed and quarrelled and shouted over their game. Here, long and long ago, had played and quarrelled and shouted his own father and his father's brother. Far away, over the lank, dark winter's grass at the farther end of the meadow, could be seen the narrow, twisting river. Too narrow and too shallow for any kind of navigation, but boasting now and again a hole looking likely for a pike and supposed by some ever hopeful anglers to contain a vast quantity of fish, since so few were ever taken out of it. Very little, however, could be seen of this nameless stream from where Mr. Massey stood, and cold and misty and uninviting that little looked to-day. Nearer at hand a dozen little bullocks stood deep in the wet grass, neither feeding nor taking good to themselves in any way on the raw afternoon. But looking in placid expectation to the gate at which in an hour's time they would emerge into the comfortable shelter of their yard and to the unfailing consolation of their oil-cake there was another gate in the pasture beside that at which the beasts looked with longing eyes and over this gate a man